Hey, Wolfpack Nation, it's Scott Woods, one man Wolfpack, back for another episode. Uh, very, very, very special guest today. One of the Wolfpack all-time greats, ACC Player of the Year, first-round draft pick by the Denver Nuggets, led NC State to a Sweet 16, NC State legend, Julius <laughs> Hodge. Jules from Harlem. <laughs> Scotty Wood, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, but before we move on, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up yet with Bet Rivers, now's the time because they're offering $250 match bonus to turn your first deposit into cash. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new Rush Pay instant approval, withdrawing your winnings is safer, more secure, more reliable. With conference season tipping off, get into the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the BetRivers iOS app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, buddy, what's going on, man? In the coaching world? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it, man. I'm just having some fun helping these young men become better players and people. There you go. That, that's, that's what it's all about. So that's right. My, my first question for you is, growing up in Harlem – in New York, how did that shape you as a basketball player? What did that, you know, that city and that brand of basketball, how did that turn you into the basketball player that you became? The first thing I would say is the toughness of growing up in the city in the 80s and 90s. Uh, it was extremely tough. Mm -hmm. So you, you had to be able to withstand everything off the court, you know, before you even pick up a basketball, right? Yeah. So that in itself, you know, it it, it creates, you know, that, you know, that persona, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then once you get on the court, you're always trying to stay on the court and you play against the older guys. So in order to stay on the court as a young player, you have to defend, you have to know how to pass the ball, get guys the ball when they're open, and box your man out. So, you know, on defense, you're not looking like a scrub. So yeah, um, I, I would say that's what first helped, you know, me in terms of this game of basketball is the toughness and the grit of the streets of New York City. Yeah, so I had Ernie Myers on a, a while back, also from New York, kind of going, he was giving me the rundown of everybody that was around during his time. So who, who were the guys that you were lining up with in New York during those days? Oh, man. Um, Majestic Map, who went to my high school, uh, St. Raymond's. Kenny Satterfield, who went to Rice uh, yep. High School. Andre Barrett. Uh, Andre Sweet, Cal Cuff, all of Rice High School. Anthony Glover of Rice High School. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Boynton, <laughs> who is now the head coach of Oklahoma State. He was at Bishop Lachlan uh, with uh, Mark McCarroll. No, no, Mark McCarroll was at Christ the King. He went to Pittsburgh. Yep. Omar Cook, who went to St. John's, he was at Christ the King. Omar's still playing overseas now. He's still playing. And he can shoot now. He went to <laughs> Europe and found his jumper. I, I love it. Still in great shape. Uh, still playing in EuroLeague Final Fours and Championships. Uh, really great player. So it was a, a ton of great players in my era and, and uh, uh, a year beneath me. Yeah, well, the nice part, especially going up there, you you know it's not for lack of talent, so it's easy to get a, a pickup game whenever you want. So that's definitely going to make make you better. So, at what point, you know, you're growing up playing basketball in New York. At what mm -hmm. point did you realize, you know, I can really be good at this sport. I can really take my game to the next level. When did it first hit you when you said, you know, I'm a really good basketball player? I think that that was probably. November 18th, 1983. Okay. You know, uh, which is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great <laughs> the answer. The day I was born, <laughs> I knew, you know what? I think I'm going to be a pretty good basketball player. No, but uh, hey, that's, that, that's what everybody should say is <laughs> the day I was born was the day I realized, you know what? I'm going to make some money doing this. And nobody's like, going to get in my way doing it. No one's going to get in my way. But, uh, <laughs> but seriously, it was... Just, just growing up and playing with my brother every day. And mm -hmm. um, one day I was about seven years old and they were playing full courts, the older guys. So my brother is 11 years my senior. So it's guys 20 plus years old playing. And my brother let me play. And I remember sticking a three from the corner and I was just hyped and everybody was clapping and laughing. And 
I said, you know what? I think I'm going to be pretty good when I play against my age. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it probably started that day. Oh, that's awesome. So McDonald's All-American, New mm-hmm. York Mr. Basketball, mm-hmm. you go to NC State. Kind of talk about that recruiting process. I asked everybody, was NC State the definite choice? Were there other options? Like, was it a hard choice? Kind of go through that and how it ended up to be NC State. So with it ending up being NC State, for me, it was a peculiar scenario. So our head coach, Gary DeCesar, who I was actually with a week ago, uh, it was a national tournament out here in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and coach came out here and played. His team got beat up on a bit, but uh, me and my wife took him out to dinner. But so... After my junior year, before that, I, I didn't know who was recruiting me. I didn't get any of the letters. They all went to my high school coach. And this is the way it, it went back in the day, right? The AAU coaches didn't have the powers, the high school coaches. So after my junior year, coach pulls me in his office and we have a meeting and he shows me like two boxes filled with letters. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, but you know, I'm a, a college basketball fan. So uh, I grew up loving Syracuse, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like Gary Williams, right? Head coach of Maryland at the time. Nobody likes Gary Williams. That's all right. No one does. I, I always <laughs> did, right? It's unbelievable. Um, uh, Billy Donovan and the Florida Gators, they had just went on a run to the national uh, championship where yep. they lost, but they were filled with talent. I was like, all right, you know, I like those guys. And I'm from New York City, you know, Ed Coder, Shaman Williams. I, I like Carolina, man. It, it is what it is. It's the truth. All right? I, 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 I was the same way. I had, if you go back and look at my <laughs> pictures, I had Duke stuff all over. It's okay. Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. You can't just throw that out there. That's different, hey, bro. Listen, <laughs> if you go back and look at the pictures, uh, it's Duke stuff from, from head to toe. J.J. Reddick this, J.J. Reddick that. I mean, it was just ever like literally everything but i i can promise you now looking back on i made the best choice to go to nc state so it it all ended up good for me there you go (laughs) so so then there's carolina so our high school was sponsored by adidas and Mm -hmm. our head coach gary de caesar was the director of abcd camp adidas basketball camp back in the day so he said julius all right i'm not telling you you have to go to adidas school i don't care but you got to at least put one of them on your list you have to put one adidas school like yeah. you're killing me so and the rest of the schools were nike so i said okay i'm literally i'm going through all the letters and i'm like oh, all right nc state whatever throw it to the side oh another one nc state bush it's the third one let me open this one up handwritten letter from sean miller pretty cool all right yeah opened up other letters they're all typed and sent, right? It's not personalized. Open up another one. All right, Herb send that NC State again. Okay. Then when I'm done going through all the bag of letters, it's about 20 NC State letters. I yeah. said, all right, well, let's just let's put NC State on the list. Literally, that's how it happened. <laughs> Crazy. And you know, the rest is history. Okay, so did you so so you know, you go on maybe a few visits, things like that. Did it did it ever? occur to you that I'm deaf it's definitely NC State or was it you know Syracuse it, it could be Syracuse see I, I went through my junior summer um on the national circuit uh I guess my name got blown up at the time whatever I always knew I was good since you know I told you November 18th 1983 yep. so you know we're going through the deal I'm going on my visits I like Florida, but wasn't in love with them. They had already had a commitment from Kwame Brown, who ended up becoming the first high schooler uh, picked in NBA draft number one. Yeah, uh, They had a commitment from David Lee, um, James White. They were really recruiting hard. And then uh, Billy was kind of like, all right, I got those three guys in. Julius, you're our top guy. And I'm like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. come on. Like, you, you had your guys, you know, whatever. Uh, Maryland and Gary Williams was really recruiting a player that ended up going to UNC, Jawal Williams, who's a, a, a pal of mine. Yep. And he was their number one option, which is fine because Jawal was a really good player at the time. I grew up loving Syracuse, right? So going on my visits, I go to Syracuse and I wake up, I believe, that Friday or Saturday morning and it's negative 10 degrees. And I, I get it. Everyone says, hey, man, you're from New York. You're used to it. You know, you could 
I never liked the cold weather. <laughs> I, I know I'm from New York, but it's not like I chose to live there. You know, my parents did. I, yeah. I never liked the cold weather. So I get up and it's freezing. And then on the visit, uh, and this is why I make sure when we have official visits, you know, we only recruit good guys here anyway. Yeah. But make sure you have your best guys around uh, the student athlete that's coming on because you don't want them have them around somebody who's probably not getting a lot of playing time or who is disgruntled because yeah. then they can say things that can misrepresent your program, right? Correct. And that's what happened with Syracuse. I went there and they had a, a knucklehead around me for an hour too long. Yeah. And it was freezing. <laughs> and Jim Beheim only went to about three of my games that summer, which was okay with me. I was like, whatever. I, I love Syracuse. Yeah. But then I went to NC State. And I remember throughout the recruiting process, Coach Sindek was at almost every one of my AAU games that summer. And, yeah. and that, that was at a time where, in terms of coaches being able to go out, they could be out the entire summer recruiting. Mm -hmm. It was no rest time for them. So I seen him every day. He was calling me, uh, writing letters, sending them to my mom, my brother. And then I got here on a visit, and the love the fans showed me, to me, it was like, it was a no-brainer. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't even a decision. It was like, all right, I'm going here. And, and basically before I left, I was like, coach, don't worry. I'm, I'm going to come save the day for you. And he's <laughs> like, you sure? <laughs> I said, yes, coach, I got you. And, you know, the rest is history. Well, I can promise you uh, NC State is forever grateful that after the third letter, you finally decided to open it up <laughs> and not throw that to the side. Because that would be a whole different story at NC State right now. I can promise you that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so 2001, freshman year, you mm -hmm. know, you're freshman of the year in the ACC. Yep. You guys have a solid year. Talk about, obviously. Well, no, no, I wasn't freshman of the year. I got into a little altercation on the court with Steve Blake. Um, at the time, I felt like he elbowed me in the back. But video evidence showed that I was lying. That did not happen. And <laughs> <laughs> I hey, that happens to everybody on the court. I guess. It happens and to it everyone on the court, right? Um, but he did get a good shove on me in my back. Uh, but I elbowed him, and then no one voted for me to win rookie of the year, even though I was a leading scorer freshman. And they gave it to Ed Nelson of Georgia Tech. I believe he averaged about five points that year. That's where you go. <laughs> He's the guy who I made the and one against. He was playing for UConn my senior year. He tried to take the charge. I get the and one. We go on and uh, go advance to the Sweet 16. Ed Nelson was a end up being a solid player, right? But I made a mistake. No one wanted to vote for me. I don't care about accolades anyway. Accolades, you know. <laughs> I knew I was the best player. It didn't matter. So and that's all that matters. So that freshman year, you're coming in. Obviously, there's always, you know, a transition. You go through it from your high school year to your college year. You got your, your coaching kids now that are going through it. You, you have it going from your senior year to your, your professional. Kind of talk about that jump. Obviously, some transitions are different than others. Yours was, you know, a smooth one. I felt like for me, it was relatively smooth outside of maybe strength and some other things. Mm -hmm. Kind of talk about that and your expectation going from a senior to a freshman and then also you kind of your expectation for the team. So going from my senior year in high school to being a freshman in college, it's a huge uh, transformation period. Mm -hmm. Obviously, as a senior in high school, I'm the best player on my team, best player in the city, best player in the state. Uh, ben Gordon will probably argue that at the time, but <laughs> I gave him 40 something points in the summer league tournament is OK. But uh, <laughs> You go from being the best player to when you get on that college campus. Now I'm looking at uh, Cliff Crawford, right? So the entire yep. time, uh, Herb is telling me, "Hey, Jerry, you should be able to come in and play some point. You'll play the wing, but play some point." Blah blah blah. I saw Archie, right, Grundy, and I'm like, "Wait, wait, who's this dude?" Like Cliff is six three, six four, ripped, shredded, yep. athletic, capable shooter, could pass him. I'm thinking like, man, this dude could play too. Like, yeah. where were you guys hiding him on my visit? Um, <laughs> but when you get there, everyone's just as good, if not better, right? Yeah. So the way you have to advance is you have to outwork every yeah. person in the building. Yeah. And that's just the way I am to this day. I'm, I'm going to outwork you. 
right? If you have more talent, if you're more athletic, if you believe you're uh, smarter or been in the business, more experienced, whatever, I'm going to outwork you and I'm going to be better than you. So yep. that was basically not only my mantra, but uh, the the other freshmen that came in with me, uh, Jordan Collins, Josh Powell, Levi Watkins, and my boy Ilian Nethamoff, aka Sush. Sush. I'm gonna have to get him. I'm gonna have to get him on. I got we're going we're gonna get him on. That'd be a good one to have on. So sure, that's see that, and that's I tell everybody, um, because I mean I wasn't a McDonald's all-American. I finished third in my Mr. Basketball three-star mm-hmm. recruit, but I looked at I mean, I looked at everybody and said, you know, I'm just gonna outwork you. You know, you, there you, you go. might be more skilled, you might have more talent, but I'm gonna work harder than you. Eventually the coaches see it, you get your minutes and you make the most of your minutes, and there you don't you look go. back. There you go. It's really that simple. <laughs> That's how it goes. So we're going to kind of go through a little bit each year. You got your, your 0203 for, uh, year. You go fourth in the ACC, lose the first round. Mm-hmm. The, your junior year, second in the ACC, lose the second round. Kind of go through, you know, the sophomore, junior year, the development of you as an individual. And then as, as the team starts to shift, you know, you lose some seniors, you lose some upperclassmen, maybe some people fr- uh, transfer, you bring in freshmen. Talk about kind of the evolution of those teams and where you kind of saw that as your career kind of started to move on. So I, I kind of, I'm going to start with my junior year. I kind of felt like that was the best team uh, the best allotment of talent we had at NC State while I was there. Maybe yeah. some people would think differently, but that's how I always felt. And we were playing Vanderbilt in a tournament, had a comfortable lead. I picked up a four foul, coach subs me out, I foul a guy on a three-point shot, it was a bad foul. And then Vanderbilt goes on this run in about two or three minutes and they end up beating us, right? And we're yeah. with a three seed in the tournament. So that sucked, but it started before that. So regular season game, I, I believe is the second to last regular season game my junior year, we're playing at Clemson. At Clemson, uh, Clemson, Clemson. You've and been seeing we win, the, the people on Twitter that spell it with a with a P too much. I do the same thing now. I call yeah. it Clemson. <laughs> yeah. I do the same thing. I do the same thing. The, the Tigers, whatever. They don't matter, whatever. <laughs> but um. We go in there and a player by the name of Shawan Robinson has the game of his career, hit about five or six threes, scored 22, 24 points, and we lose that game. If we win that game, we end up going tied for first in the ACC, and I have my ACC title. So we have that bad taste in our mouth to finish the regular season. Then we go into the ACC tournament, and we're playing Maryland. We're up by 20 points at halftime. And then they start pressing us, you know, that infamous press on the Gary Williams. And, hey, I'm just going to call it what it is. Marcus Melvin lost his composure. He started turning the damn ball over, and he took away my ACC champion. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But <laughs> they just they, they turned us over a bit, including myself. They really turned up the pressure, and they changed the game within six or eight minutes, and then they ended up beating us. And that was a year we had split with Duke in the regular season. And we felt as confident as anyone against them. We, we knew we could beat yeah. them again, but we let it slip through our hands. Um, that sophomore year, so after my freshman year, going into that sophomore year, and again, with me, it never, it, it never begins at the games, right, or during the season. It's before the season. So we will have a basketball camp, right? Uh, Herb Sendak basketball camp in the summer. So I always made sure when it's lunchtime and, you know, we're doing a clock, right? You did the clock at probably a Mark Goffrey camp or whatever. Yep. While everybody's going to eat lunch, I'm going to get my workout in. I'm going to grab one of the campers who's, you know, excited to see me there. Just read yeah. out, kid. And I'm going to work out for an hour during the break. And I would do that. And then I would come back at nights in rentals. And I would work on my game again from about eight to nine yeah. and get my work in. So, it was that work that I put in and, and I wasn't alone. You know, Levi Watkins was a worker, right? Yeah. Jordan Collins went from just a post player who could hit a mid range to uh, juice just retired maybe a year or two ago. And he was hitting four or five threes a game. Like guys yeah. really worked on a game, Sush the same. So it's the sum of work that put you in position. Then I was able to go on my sophomore year and I, and I had a, a really good improvement, a big jump from my freshman to my sophomore year, but it, it was definitely because of the work. 
Well, and a lot of that too, if anybody from the current team or any team listens, it's contagious. You, That's you see, right. That's you see right. a guy putting in that work and it's like, okay, I mean, I'm not just going to sit over here and not do anything. I'm going to go put in the work too. So That's right. That's it, right. you, you know, it's no surprise the really good teams. If you, you know, had a camera on them 24 seven, the leader is working hard and everybody's following. So that's right. Um, and they play pickup a lot, right? It's not you get in there with your dang trainer one-on-one and playing against ghosts or cones. Yeah. You're playing against someone in front of you. They have to stop you. You have to stop them. That's I, how I you t- get better. I tell everybody, I just started working out some kids and I tell everybody, um, especially the good ones. I'm like, I don't, I don't work you out for high school. I'm working you out for the next level. And exactly. then on top of it, what you take in here you have to take an implement on five on five. You can't just sit there and keep doing your same thing. You got to work on it. That's when you make a mistake is in the five on five. So when you get in the game, it's all easy. So exactly. We're on the same page with that. So your 2004, 2005 year, seventh in ACC, but sweet 16. Kind of mm-hmm. talk about that season, senior year. Obviously, everybody wants to go out as high as they can get, you know, that, right. that senior season. Kind of talk about that season and, and, and uh, your thoughts looking back on it. When, when I look back at my senior year, we, we lost a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Regular season, we was losing. I believe we went, we had a road trip, played against UMass and Temple. At Temple at UMass, lost both games. Played in a tournament in the Garden. Played Columbia the first game, only won by two points. Next game in the championship, lost to St. John's. We were losing a lot, right? We had uh, some really talented freshmen, but they were still young, right? And yeah. Gavin Grant, uh, uh, Andrew Brackman, Seth Simmons. Yeah. And we still had Levi, we had Sush, we had Jordan. So we we had some older guys. We had Cam Benerman, who was a year under us. Yeah. But we were still finding ourselves as a team. So... I would say that team was the most resilient yeah. because we, we didn't start out with immediate success that year. We had to work up to that point and, and Herb worked us, right? We, we yeah. you know, obviously ran the Princeton offense. So he made sure we were cutting back door every day, <laughs> hard as hell, right? Short step, <laughs> long step. Coach, I, I know I, I would never run the Princeton, but Thank you. It did help my. You're, you're not. You're not running the Princeton now. I will not. We're not running the Princeton now. No. <laughs> no. You forgot. But, you forgot uh, about every, that every, as soon as you graduated. I I remember it to this day. It's crazy. <laughs> Me, uh, Levi, and Scooter Cheryl was on uh, Facetime the other day, just clowning, joking each other, and uh, <laughs> Levi goes to Scoot. He says. He's like, Scoop, man, you wasn't the smartest player. And they're always going at it. I love it. Like, you guys have to see Scoot and Leepa going back and forth. It's hilarious. So Scoot was like, whatever, man. I remember all the plays. And, and Levi said, all right, so so draw a uh, right away bump. And, and Scoot was like, what's that? And we start dying laughing. <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> no, hey, but- listen, if you – if you can put the ball in the basket, nobody, nobody cares what you're running sometimes. You know what I mean? Hey, it is what it is. He was a shooter, and he played defense most of the time. And it was what it was. You, if you do your role, if you do what you're good at, like, for for example, TJ didn't always know the, role, the, the plays when I was out there. But if you wrote a basket and say, hey, TJ, go get me a bucket real quick, the kid would get you a bucket. He would, so, you know, he would draw it up and get a bucket. <laughs> sometimes you just look past it. Exactly. So – I've got to ask. So there's there's probably two or three things that I got to ask. Everybody used to say it while you're while you're playing there. The first thing is, they say you used to warm up yes. on the opposition side during warmups. Yes. Is this yeah. true? Yes, that was a scare tactic, and, and nobody was tough enough or brave enough to tell me otherwise. I would shoot it, and then one guy would be like, "Hey, man, come on, this outside." I said, "Nah, this awkward." shoot wherever I want and it was just a tactic right you know just to get in their heads before the game and I believe it may have been Duke one time because I always got out there really early two hours before the yep. game sometimes uh two and a half 
and Duke literally had their entire team, 14 guys out there two hours before the game, all shooting. No one does that, right? Just saw one get on a court. So they over there, they shoot. And I said, all right, I'm thinking, I shoot a jumper. I'm not going to get this ball back, right? Yeah. I'll just go, just go on their court and I just keep dunk. I dunk it about three or four times. <laughs> and then eventually they got my ball and it's like, nah, Hodge, you got to go down there. I was like, hey, I just, I, I had to try it. If you're going to let me do it, I was going to pump you. <laughs> well, at least one one person tried to, 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 to make you move and nobody else wanted to do it. So no. it, it's got to be success everywhere else. Exactly. So, the second thing I got to ask, and I, everybody's going to make me ask about your Chris Paul situation. Listen, Chris Paul, I played my first summer league. Well, not even summer league. Um, I got picked up my first year with the Clippers. Reggie Bullock was the draft pick. Chris okay. Paul took me out to Tao nightclub to dinner. Very nice guy. He was he very is. nice to me. So I got to ask about the situation, how it all went down. And how's that relationship now? Well, there isn't no relationship. It, it, it wasn't one prior to, so that's, that's <laughs> not a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um, it, it goes back to his, I believe, sophomore year in high school. And one of our assistant coaches would bring Chris, you know, unofficial visits. He'll come to practice and, and he'll watch us play in our games, right? Yeah. So I saw the look in his eyes when he'll see me playing and he's like, wow, Julius Hodge. Like, I saw that. That really yeah. happened. So when um, that assistant, uh, I believe it was Mark Phelps, he's like, hey, Jules, this kid's going to be really good. I'm like, for real? He's really small. He's like, nah, Jules, this kid is the truth. I was like, all right, so let's get him. So, you know, I would try to talk to him and get yeah. him in the state or what have you. And then he ended up going to Wake Forest. Fine. You know, never had a problem with him. But then it's his sophomore year and it's my senior year and it's my senior night, right? Yep. So I'm not playing again in the RBC, now the PNC. And everyone has my bobblehead in the stands. And I, I think that's pretty cool. You know, my mom is in attendance, my brother, my sister, you know, my fam, everybody. Yeah. And I'm just boxing him. Like I never talked trash to him. Now I didn't find this out two years later. Now, Justin Gray, him and Justin Gray were best friends. Right. And okay. that's why part, partly the reason he chose to go to Wake Forest. I always talk trash to Justin Gray. There was never a time where I didn't talk trash to <laughs> Justin Gray. And it was personal. And I don't know why I was this way, but on the court, you just have to be a certain way. I mean, it's like two different characters on the court. You have to be a certain way. And then off the court, you know, I like to smile, laugh, I like to see people having fun, what have you. So, that game, as I always did, I'm talking really bad trash to Justin Gray. And again, Justin, I apologize. He's now the head coach of Western Carolina. Good dude. Always been a good dude. It's just who I was on the court. Just yeah. It was my persona. So I'm, I'm talking to Justin during that game. But it, it wasn't too bad, I don't think. I call it good nature talking, not trash talking. So uh, a shot goes up and I'm boxing Chris out and he just wham. You know, he gets me. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Why would you? Because at the time, Chris Paul was literally my favorite player in the ACC. Yeah. I saw the talent. I'm like, dude was amazing on the court. I yeah. loved watching Wake Forest play more than I loved being in NC State practices doing backdoor cuts. All right. That's what <laughs> you so he does it. And then, uh, you know, I get up and I know I point at him and I won't say what I said, but I pretty much told him. When I get you alone, I'm going to kick your tail. Uh, but then we keep playing during the game. And then he hits the game winner. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But then part of me is like, yo, this dude is a killer. Like yeah. the competitive streak it takes to, I'm going to take out your best player. It doesn't matter. And then I'm just, I'm literally going to get the hammer and wham, I'm, I'm going to nail you guys. And he's a great player. There's no relationship, but there's no bad blood. Yeah. Right? If I see him, I'll, I'll speak. He's a great player to this day. I, I tell our guys here, hey, take care of the ball the way Chris Paul take care of the ball, and we're going to yep. have a really good team. Well, so the third thing I got to ask is you, you're very, you know, have some great quotes while you're at NC State. <laughs> I, I, I got one, but you've got many. 
<laughs> so talk about where does this come from when you're when you're thinking are these things just off the top of your head are they things that you know you've heard from your mom when we're hungry we eat like i, I want to know where some of these great quotes where do they come from all right so in in high school our assistant coach was charleston clark who was a great player who played at umass okay university of umass played with marcus canby on that on that great umass team that I believe went to the national championship, right? Mm -hmm. Final 14. Dana Dingle, another St. Raymond's alum, played on that team. Now, we'll be in practice, and myself and Alan Ray, who was a year under me, who ended up going to Villanova, having a great career, played in the NBA, played over a decade professionally. Me and him would, I don't want to say go at it, because that's not a great description of it, because I used to wreck him. I used to completely dominate Alan on the court. Alan, you know this to be true. Um, but Charleston, um, excuse me, Charlton used to get us going, right? They'll be like, hey, Jules, yo, Alan said he's going to lock you up today. I'm like, no, he didn't. And then Alan would hear me respond and say, I'll lock you up, so then we'll get going. And then Charlton would always say, hey, there's your food. What you do when you hungry? I was like, he's like, you hungry? What are you going to do? So I was like, we're going to eat when I'm hungry. I'm going to eat. And that's how it originated, right? So you always, before a game, be like, what are you going to do, Juice? Like, what, what are you going to do when you're hungry? I was like, man, when I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And that's kind of how it, how that famous quote started. That's awesome. So when, you, when you're scared, you get a dog, right? When you're scared, you get a dog. See, hey, I take a little bit of offense <laughs> to that because my, my end of my junior year, I got a dog. So I, I take a little bit of offense to it. So I wasn't necessarily scared, but I did get a dog. So just a little bit of fear, huh? It's maybe, right. maybe, maybe, but I did get a dog. And I can tell you, my dog doesn't scare anybody. So yeah. I, I don't know if someone's walking through that front door, he's just giving, he's giving them licks and hugs. He ain't, he ain't protected me. I can tell you that. So, so you, you, you finish up your, your career at NC State. Mm -hmm. everybody does it they go through it all your next step first round draft pick then your Denver Nuggets mm -hmm. again I there's always a jump you know from yes. collegiate to professional I did the same thing obviously a little different because I didn't go to the NBA I went to overseas but kind of talk about that jump obviously again you got to reevaluate you've got new expectations kind of talk yeah. about that in your mindset of what you know making that transition well, being drafted by the Denver Nuggets and Kiki Vandeway, who's now the president of the NBA, he was the reason that happened, is an, a dream come true, right? Yeah. But then once you get there and you see, I'm like, all right, well, you guys drafted me, want me to play point, play anywhere, whatever. Yeah. All right, well, Andre Miller's at point and his backup is Earl Boykins. Mm hmm all right, so you have solid 14 and seven guys starting, and then off the bench, you have a guy who's going to come in and score 14, 15 points. And then you have Earl Watson on the team, right? Point guard yeah. Earl Watson. And it's like, all right, Jules, maybe the wing. You could get some burn on the wing, right? Yeah. And then I look at the wing, and I'm like, hmm, okay. Damar Johnson, I think I can take him most days. Oh, a guy named a guy by the name of Carmelo Anthony is on that wing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a really good player. Uh, oh, and also Bashawn Leonard, who's a seasoned veteran, who could, who's going to come in and make a three. Oh, and Greg Buckner from Clemson, who locks down and he's the defender and he can make an open shot. It's a bit challenging. Oh, by the way, uh, a young guy in the second or third year by the name of J.R. Smith, arguably one of the top five most talented dudes I've seen in person. Yeah. The dude as a young J.R. Smith, I'm not talking about sitting in the corner playing with LeBron James. Young J.R. Smith was as talented as anyone you want to name on the wing. That's just the truth. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not playing a four and a five, so you got to work. So immediately when you walk in that locker room, you know I have to work. And yeah. it, it, it gave me no favors when you have a Carolina guy by the name of George Call as the head coach, and I'm a rookie, and then my first press conference, because I like to have fun and make light of things, right? Yeah. I'm talking about NC State-Carolina rivalry, 
And I, I didn't know, but at the time when he was in school, you know, the rivalry had nothing to do with Duke. It was NC State and Carolina. Correct. State used to kick their butts. Yes. Right? So the the taste that was left in his mouth was, I hate those guys. I never felt that way about Duke or Carolina. You know, we got our wins. We had battles. Yeah. I never felt that way. So me joking about that, he kind of took it personally. And I didn't find out until later. And I would have to say, if I could do it all, all over again, I would do the exact same thing. Screw that dude, <laughs> right? I am a wolf. Don't give a dang about what George goes. Forget him. <laughs> so hey, man, he should have just played. A, they should have played a little bit better back then, and then he wouldn't be so salty. Exactly. Just win some games. That's why I tell everybody. Everybody gets mad. I'm like, hey, if you just win the game, guess what? You won't feel so salty. Exactly. <laughs> simple. It's simple. So. We're going to talk about overseas. I got a list here. You've played all yes. over. Everywhere. All over. Everywhere. So if I forget some, I'm, I'm sorry. Australia, China. You played at Minsk, which is the Russian league. Yes. Uh, VTB. France. Canada. Iran. Yes. Italy. Venezuela. Vietnam. Vietnam. Awesome. Gracious people. Love You've those. you played all over. All mm -hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Everybody always asks me, oh, where's the favorite place you play? I was like, you can't, you know, what, what do you want? Do you want, you know, the prettiest women? Do you want, do you want, you know, the yeah. best basketball? The, the, just, yeah, what do you want? There's, there's so many things yeah. that kind of go into that question. So the one thing I want to know is I want to know about your, the police escort that you got out of Australia. Okay, police escort. Oh, all right. That was when, all right, so you have to start it back, right? So I started out in Australia playing for a team, Adelaide. Came in halfway through the season, played, uh, played the next year for them as well. I was beloved and, you know, just me being me, right? And I loved the place. It was a great place. So then the third year, well, I ended up leaving the second year early. I um, had another opportunity to come up and I left. When I came back to Australia the next year, I came and I played for their rival the Melbourne Tigers. And then we went back to Adelaide to play uh, those guys. And we ended up winning. Adelaide point guard was John Gilchrist, who was the point guard of that Maryland team my junior year, who beat us, who we were about 20 points at halftime, he beat us. So I was pissed at him. And uh, their big guy was Adam Ballinger, who was at Michigan State. And he was there, I believe, when we beat them my freshman year to advance to the second round in the tournament. Mm -hmm. And he was there when I played the year before. Ball scored a, a ton of points, got me a ton of assists. So we played them in a hard four game. We ended up winning. And then um, I had to have a police escort because the fans were acting unruly. <laughs> and that's my story. Stick it to it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so listen, many people don't. You know, they don't get experience. You know, my parents came over, watched me play. Like, I'm I'm playing in Serbia, and everybody knows about, like, Serbian coaches. Like, we literally have an awning. An awning to protect us from spit. Yes. Coins. Yes. Yes. I mean, chewing gum. Like, we play Red Star. I was, um when I was in Montenegro, we're playing Red Star. And Red I mean, Star it's, fans are crazy. It's, it's, it's absurd. <laughs> like, I'm in Turkey. We're playing in Turkey. I'm playing my former team in Spain, um, and it's in the playoffs. We're playing the Champions League in the playoffs, and mm -hmm. they're throwing shoes at one of my former teammates. We had to stop the game for like two hours, and what? then had to. We just went to the locker room and chilled. Like I, I went over to their locker room and was talking to like their players during, and then we wow. finally come back out after two hours. They had to like remove a bunch of people. It was it's bonkers. Wow. But then them fans over there, they get. No, they they get crazy. Over it's it's another it's another level. I mean, if you get experience, you know, go to a football game or basketball game over there, and you're going to be like, okay, this is this is a whole they nother take breed it to of crazy. Heart. It's not fans; they are truly fanatics, kind of no. like state fans. You got to love it though when they're on your yep. side. <laughs> yep. So you finish your career. I'm I'm going through it slowly now. Yep. You move on to coaching. Buffalo, mm -hmm. Santa Clara, San Jose State. Now Arkansas, Little Rock. Talk yep. about that transition. Um, had Alex Johnson, who you brought, I'm going to say it, you brought him to NC State. Nobody else did. You did because he said <laughs> point blank that you're the reason why he came to NC State. So talk about that transition because it's always different 
going from a high level of basketball, your basketball IQ, the way you've been accustomed to things. Now you're trying to teach some of today's youth. Obviously the game's changing a little bit. Talk yeah. about that transition. So first, uh, when I retired, I started working with the ACC Digital Network. Mm -hmm. So I was doing some analyst work, uh, pregame and postgame. Did a couple of NC State games, worked with Corey Alexander and Jason Cable, now the assistant at uh, University of Pittsburgh. So I had a, a great, uh, not only a great opportunity, but I had, I had fun there, right? Yeah. But I knew I wanted to get into coaching. So when the opportunity at Buffalo, you know, came to be, and that was because my former college teammate, Levi Watkins, was an yep. assistant at Buffalo, worked alongside Nate Oates. Nate Oates was looking for, you know, somebody with professional playing experience who could be in an administrative role at uh, Buffalo. And I was right place, right time. I just retired and it worked. Um, jumping from playing to now getting into coaching, for me, it wasn't that huge of a transition because again, it's all about relationships, yep. right? So with my personality and with everywhere I played as a professional player, I'm, I'm able to relate and find uh, a common place of culture with everyone, yep. right? I mean, from New York City, went to school in North Carolina in the South. I played ball in Ho Chi Minh City, AKA Vietnam, Iran, Australia, Paris, and Milan. I've, I've been everywhere, right? Eastern Europe, you name it, I've been there. So in terms of being able to find that commonplace with anyone, I'm, I'm able to do it, right? I've, yeah. I've tried to learn how to speak French before. Uh, every place I went to, I just jump into their culture, right? That's just yeah. how I am. I, I want to learn every day. So that transition from playing to coaching wasn't as tough and playing into an administrative role wasn't as tough. Now, once I left Buffalo and I went to Santa Clara and I was with Herb, I'm like, all right, Herb is my guy. You know, he's going yeah. to tell me what I need to do. And, um, and with Herb, he's, he was at a stage in his career. And I believe he is now where if you're an assistant for him, he's not where he's going to be teaching young coaches how to become the best coach they can be right away you kind of have to come in and be that way for him yeah. even though I was there and I was learning and we had some experienced coaches on the staff I made sure I learned from him Justin Ganey in my second year at Santa Clara he was also there I learned a ton from from Ganey right loved it there my two years had an opportunity to move up and go to San Jose State with John Prelo who I remember coach Prelo when I was about nine years old and we used to have uh, runs, you know, the older guys would go to John Jay College and it would be, you know, really good college players from the area. Mm -hmm. And like Knicks and Nets players would come and play and my brother would go and sometimes play. And most of the times watch because he ain't have game like like those guys. <laughs> and uh, Coach Prelu, I remember one time my brother played against Coach Prelu and Coach lit my brother up, right? So I've known Coach Prelo since I was young. I met him after that game because I was like, man, what's his number on the Knicks? And my brother's like, he don't even play for the Knicks yet. And I, and I was young and, I, and I'm like, what? Yeah. Like he was amazing to me, right? <laughs> so to be able to go and work with Coach Prelo for three years, that was awesome, right? Yeah. And then to be able to have the opportunity now to come here to Little Rock and be with Coach Daryl Walker, a two-time NBA head coach, was an assistant in the NBA for over a decade, yeah. a player for over a decade, a wealth of experience, uh, already had success here at the college level. And every day I'm able to, to watch film with him and, and pick his brain and learn from him. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've been blessed in my career thus far. And, and one thing with being with Herb, I would say is the details. Herb is extremely detailed. He's not going to miss one and he's going to make sure you're on top of it. Right. So when it comes to scouting reports, just from gaining that experience, I'm on top of every, I know everything about the other team. Yeah. I want to spend most of my time on our team. Right. That's, yeah. that's how I feel as a coach, but it's just something in me is just, it clicks and it's like, you have to know everything. So what are you going to run out of a timeout? 
with under two minutes left. That's going to be yeah. different than what they run to start the half. Um, what defensive coverage they're going to go when we go with this offensive lineup and just being diligent in your work. So um, I've been enjoying the coaching profession and hopefully this is something I could continue to do for a long time. So I gotta, I gotta ask you, Justin Levi, <laughs> I gotta ask what, what's it going to take to get one of y'all at least on staff here? Is it, is it a phone call? Like, you know, <laughs> Um, well, for me, I, I take things day by day. I like to enjoy the moments, right? So yep. right now I feel like I'm in a great place with a really smart coach. My yep. wife loves it out here in Arkansas. My, my children love it. My, my son is enjoying himself. I mean, he's in boxing, flag football, we got basketball practice today that I'm going to miss. But I'm going to have my wife, you know, film it so I yeah. can still critique him. Right. Yeah. The coaching never stops. So I, I love it here. And I'm just enjoying this moment right now. Yeah. As you should, as you should. But yeah. I'm hoping for, for NC State's sake, I'm hoping one day that we'll, we'll get into that situation where you guys can all come home. So that's my next next question. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a new father. I got a two and a half year old and a nine month old. Okay, congrats, man. You post some absolutely hilarious stuff on Twitter about your kids. <laughs> so they're getting it, they're getting into athletics. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about what it's been like. Obviously, one, to be a father, and two, you know, they're starting to get in sports. You starting to coach them up a little bit. Kind of talk about that whole process. Um, I, I love it. You know, um, I, I tell my son and my daughter every day. You don't have to play basketball, yeah. but if you do, whoever's the better player is going to be my favorite. It's just the way things are going to go. <laughs> like I'm honest, right? You know, as parents, <laughs> we all say we don't have favorites and blah, blah, blah. No, I have a favorite. If, if you're the best one in the classroom at the time, you're going to be my favorite. And if you're yeah. the best player on the court, you're going to be my favorite. If you love the game more than the other, you're going to be my favorite. Um, but seriously, what I, what I like to do with my kids is, and, and they're older, my son is nine, my son Legacy, and my daughter, Michaela Supreme, she's 14. So mm-hmm. I tell them for every book you read on business and any self-help book mm-hmm. that you complete in full, I'm going to give you 10 bucks. All right. Okay. So if you want to read 1,000 books, you're going to make a ton of money from that. Literally cash. Got you. Boom. Yeah, just to help them along the way, right? And, and yeah. also reading to me helps build confidence, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you can speak well, uh, you don't walk in any room and feel fear. Correct. Uh, so I, I love, I just love parenthood so much, you know? Yeah. Just at night, my kids are sleeping, just going with a, a half cup of water and, you know, just throw it around the room to see what happens, right? Let's just yeah. have some fun. So I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's definitely... <laughs> It's definitely been a change, but I've, uh, it's the same way. I've, I've absolutely enjoyed it. There's nothing like it. Um, yep. And, you know, hopefully they both w- want to play basketball. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. So yep. I won't ask too much because I know you're scouting where you're at so much. It's hard to watch a lot of NC State basketball. But the one question I will ask you, which a lot of people have, have asked me about, and obviously I don't think it's a fair comparison, but mm-hmm. Darion Sebron. I do see similarities in your guys' game, but I do see a lot of differences. Obviously, the size, length, athleticism is very similar. Mm-hmm. Kind of talk about just uh, – I know you haven't seen too much because you're busy scouting, but kind of talk yeah. about the things that you have seen from Darion and that, you know, may be similar to your game. Obviously, very unfair comparison because you're mm-hmm. elite and he's still trying to get there. But kind of talk about some of the things that you've seen out of him so far. So uh... – I. I'm, I'm be honest, you know, I've I've been so focused on our team. I haven't seen a ton of NC State yeah. basketball. Um, and when we spoke the other day, when you mentioned that, you may ask me a question on it. Obviously, I went and this morning I got in early and I watched the Virginia Tech game. Yeah, and Smith is a problem. The Quavon, oh baby T. Gosh, hey. Quick with the ball, shifty. He could shoot it. And and Sebron, he reminds me of myself where when he attacks and he gets the, you know, bulldogging that ball, 
and he's so quick and athletic, you kind of just want to put shooters around those guys, put two more shooters around them, yep. and have a big guy who can block, rebound, catch, and dunk the hell out of the ball, right? Yep. Um, and that's just me watching one game, but it looks like they have a pretty fun team. Exciting. Yeah, well, I mean, I, Baby T does not lack confidence. I can promise you that. Not at all. Not uh, at all. And then, you know, Darion has, I tell everybody, he's just put the team on his back and he's just carried them. Right. Not, and, and the thing is, too, we're talking about offensively, him finishing at the rim, getting – he he's guarding and rebounding on the other end. That's so right. He's, That's I mean, right. he's just all around doing a little bit of everything. So, um, right. I've, had, I've had a few people come up to me and say, he, he reminds me a lot of Julius. And I'm like, yeah, Julius was – was was pretty damn good though so i don't want to go that far yet so so we gotta we gotta pump the brakes a little bit but he's no, he's a he's a really good player and, he, and like you said he does it on both ends and uh with me just watching this one game it looked like they were switching everything with yep. the hopies and you know so he's guarding the perimeter guarding you know bigger players and uh, he looked really good yeah so the last part i got for you so i just it's it's the segment everybody gets it's called the starting five so i'm just gonna ask Five questions that are just have fun with it, real laid back. But this is brought to you by Refivey. Need a local real estate agent? As we all know, the real estate market is crazy right now. Maybe you have questions or maybe you need an honest opinion from a trusted real estate professional to ensure your best interest is perfect, protected. Whether you're buying, selling, or invested, investing, call Reef Ivy with Dogwood Properties. For his personal cell phone number, his number is 919-995-3111. Again, 919-995-3111. He's the best in the triangle and a personal friend, NC State graduate. So when Julius decides he's coming to NC State, we've got him a real estate agent. So we're good there. So one of the best. So please, if you need anything with real estate, give him a call. So first question, okay. Outside of Chris Paul, dinner with any two people, alive or dead, anybody. I've had politicians. I've had family members. I've had athletes. I've had it all. Who would you pick? Any two people? My my grandpa and my grandma. Perfect. You can't get any better than that. You can't get better than, get that. better than that. So you got to take them. The second question is you got to take them somewhere to eat on mm -hmm. or near campus. So it's got to be on or near campus. Your go-to spot when you were in school. Where would you take them? Well, I'm vegan now, so I can't say cook out of Bojangles, right? <laughs> um so it would definitely be Amedios. Uh, okay. Every time I go into town, I still go visit Amedios, grab me some pasta, and I make sure I hit the gym that night and try to work off some of the calories. But <laughs> still, some of the best pasta you'll get, you'll find. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's one we've gotten a lot. It's 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 a classic for NC State, and there's no cool. doubt about that. So, favorite arena outside of RBC PNC to play in? I would say uh, Maryland's at the time, the Coldfield House. Okay, those are two good ones. Those are two that I have not got yet as well. So that's, I love, yep. I love the new stuff when I ask these questions. The best advice you've ever received and by who? From my mom, be better. That's it, I literally, I have it up. I don't know if you could see it. But yeah, I could I could see it. Uh, yeah. Be better. Service is the highest form of gratitude. Mary Hodge. See, and and see my some of my favorite quotes are just the the easy ones. They go they go for everything. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you can always be better. You can be a better person, be a better athlete. Exactly. All of it. It it applies to everything. That's a good Never one. Never so, be content. Never be content. Always exactly. Be better. So, the last one, your favorite memory in an NC State uniform? I've had so many. It's unbelievable. Um, you know what? I'm going to go a different route with this. I'm going to go my favorite and most hilarious memory as an NC State former student athlete. I would say it was, <laughs> so all right, Will Roach is driving. <laughs> All right, in, in his car, he had a little dune buggy. It was, it was nice, cool. No top, no sides, just riding in the wind in the summer. Yeah. Um, it was about eight at night. It was myself, Levi Watkins, and Anthony Grundy. And 
<laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh, Anthony, rest in peace, man. Miss my brother. So AG for the entire day had this little stick in his hand. Right? It's like about this, this long. And I don't know, but he just was put in his pocket, take it out, and he's just playing with it, throwing it up to himself. And the whole time I'm looking at him like, man, this dude crazy. But it's hilarious, <laughs> right? It's hilarious. So uh, Levi was just like, come on, AG, put that stick away. He's like, you want me to hit you with it? <laughs> and me and Will was dying laughing, right? <laughs> I'm like, this is hilarious. So I could just see Levi just slowly but surely just boiling, like, put yeah. that stick away. I'm like, why is this bothering you? <laughs> I'm dying laughing. I'm just egging it on. And then one time Levi just takes it and he just throws it out and there's like a field of grass. And like Will stops the car and Grundy jumps out and goes searches for it. <laughs> Levi's gonna be pissed on telling this story. <laughs> and then he's searching for like three minutes and we're just laughing and we kind of forget about it after a while. And then he's like, I got my stick. He's like, Levi, I'm gonna get your, you know what? And he starts chasing him around the car. Chinese fire drill. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It was so funny. It was so funny. But that I would say that was my my favorite moment. It wasn't on the court, but it was off the court. And no, it, it, it's it's funny how all that it's funny how all that is because you remember all like for me, the losses stood out more than the wins. I don't know. Exactly. The, yeah. The, like we but, expected the win. So but then it's it's just those memories that you had with, you know, your brothers, the guys that you, you know, you put in the time with that were your roommates. You know, you found out all serious. the little secrets. Oh my gosh. You can't sneak a girl in at night because they're going to know about it and they're going to talk about it the next day. You can't get away with anything. But all those moments you had with your teammates are just great. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Every so you moment. can't get anything better than that. But, man, Julius, I, I, I really do. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, I, I, I specifically, me as an individual, I remember, you know, we'd come in in the summer and the one thing I would dread was when you came in the gym to play pickup and, <laughs> you know, all the trash you talk. I just remember uh, PJ Tucker and you, PJ would come and play with us. Uh -huh. And every time PJ would guard me, I couldn't get, I, there's nothing I could do. Uh, this, you're not getting a shot off, bro. This, <laughs> and it was the same thing with you. So anytime I'd come in, you didn't know we were very blessed to have a lot of pros come back and play, mm -hmm. but the two mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, you know, juice and Marcus are there, you know, I'm gonna get a bucket. But as soon as you or PJ were in the gym, it was just pure dread that is like, I'm, uh, you might as well just sit me on the bench. I'm useless. Yeah. <laughs> but looking back on it, I was so appreciative that I had that, you know, I had the knowledge that I could, you know, mm -hmm you would sit on the side and, you know, offer me advice, you know, don't just be a shooter. You got to, you know, continue to, to put the ball on the floor. You got to make it tough to guard ways you can attack defenders. Um, so for that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not the only one, I know if anybody was on here, they'd be saying it. So yep. I'd like to say thank you for being a, you know, a great person for NC state. You know, you recruited Alex Johnson here. You continue to, to this day to, to represent NC state with class. Um, as well as being a great player. So I, I appreciate you being around when I was there because you made me better. You mm -hmm. made me, you know, go on to the next level and, and have a eight and a half year career because of the things that you taught me. So I'd like to say thank you for that. Uh, I appreciate that, Scott. I appreciate those words, man. No, man. So sure. th this this concludes again. You can follow Julius at, at follow24hodge on Twitter. He's absolutely hilarious on there. And he, he also does a, a good job, especially for... I don't want to say today's generation, but, you know, he, he puts out honest words that a lot of kids need to see, you know, things like we mentioned today with work ethic, you know, you got to put in the time. Uh, so give him a follow, you know, follow Scott Woods, one man, Wolfpack, YouTube, Spotify, all those things. You can follow, watch this episode, but Hodge, man, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. This has been a blast. No problem. Uh, I, I wish you guys the best this season. I know you guys have been, you know, had injuries, but you're starting to mm -hmm. get healthy. So hopefully, getting into the conference play, you guys can take off and hit your stride here. That's right. Appreciate you. And thanks for having me, buddy. No, man. I appreciate it. So, Wolfpack Nation, this this concludes Scott, man. Scott's one-man Wolfpack. Go Pack, and I'll talk to you guys later.